Hi there. You're listening to Happy Hostess Podcast with Christy Lalonde. I'll be sharing episodes each week to help you entertain and welcome guests into your home without all the stress. There will be guest interviews with party planning and hospitality experts that share their secrets to becoming a confident hostess. So get comfortable as we find the joy in celebrating life's big and small moments. Hello, and welcome to the 48th episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. I'm so excited you're here and you're listening today. I know you're going to love my guest, Dwayne Anderson. But before we get into that, I want to thank Melissa HP for leaving a five-star review on Google Podcast. She said, Christy Lalonde offers practical hostess ideas as well as recipes, decor ideas, tablescapes, plans, and she interviews some of the best and most creative hosts and hostesses in the entertaining field. I love listening to this podcast. I also love following her on Instagram. Well, sweet, sweet Melissa, you have made my day. I'm so grateful that you took the time to leave a review on the podcast because it makes such a big difference for making other people be able to find the podcast. So thank you again. I appreciate it so much. And now on to today's show. I know you are going to love my guest today, Dwayne Anderson of House by JSD. I met him and his wife last November at a party that Lauren Jacobs, also known as the Cheerful Baker, had a viewing party when she had her Food Network debut. And I was lucky enough to meet him and his wife that night. And I'm just thrilled that he agreed to come on the show and to share his wisdom and experience with you all. Dwayne, I've been looking forward to this all week. Thank you so much for being here. How's Christy doing today? Oh, I'm doing okay. I'm excited to be doing this. You're not selling that one to me too good. (laughs) I'm doing okay. It's been been a week. Let's just say that. And this is really one of the few things I had to look forward. That was fun. Well, bless your heart. (laughs) I don't don't know you well. Do you have children? I do. I have three. Um, my youngest oh, is at heart. home and she's 18. She's a senior. And my older two are 23 and t- turning 20, 21 oh, shortly. So you're, you're, well, I'm with you. I've got a 23 year old and a 20 year old. So they're grown, but we still, I mean, I, I, as the running joke is, I don't think they'll ever get off the payroll once it's all said and done. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one that officially is my middle child. Have you made it? Okay. Well, good for you. Which is strange because he's not the oldest. Um, but, and my other son is my oldest is still in school. So hopefully you won't hear this and judge us later. There you go. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your background? Well, I'll first start with I shouldn't be doing what I do for a living because I actually have an accounting background of all things. But what I do is interior design. And so uh, I work with you and I pick out your paint colors. And if you've got, I call them tchotchkes, but you have pretty things, what do I do with this or how do I make it look good? Or I'll pick out your lamps or your artwork. And that's kind of really what I started with. And I've been doing this 30 plus years, believe it or not, at this point. It's evolved to more than that now. I work a lot more with clients who are doing remodels or building houses. So that means I have this beautiful luxury sometimes of uh, 
you know, helping them pick out the property to picking out the last brick to the last piece of soap that goes in the bathroom. So it really does vary a lot. And one time somebody said to me, she said, oh, I can't afford you. And that kind of hurt my heart a little bit. And I was like, no, 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 that's not fair. You might see me post something on Facebook and it's this, you know, billion dollar house. But and literally, I'm meeting them today uh, at um, one one o'clock. There's this sweet young gentleman. He's you know early 30s, and he he really you know has a very limited income, but he wants his house to be pretty, and I want him to have a pretty house. And so the 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 budget's tight. But what I say is that just challenges you more. You got to figure out how to do something on the budget. So I I really do work with everybody, and that's what I love about that. My kind of driving passion in my little my head is I just want the world to be a little bit prettier every day. I know that sounds hokey, but I really do believe that. And I've never walked into this job as how much money can I make? It is how much joy can I get from this? Do I love what I do? And then this is that old tale, if you do what you love, Everything else will fall into place. You know, the money will come basically because if you love it and people can feel your passion, right? You you love what you do. People can feel your passion. So with that, Chrissy, I have an accounting degree, fell into interior design because of an angel in my life. I had an accounting professor who recognized and saw some of the things I had done on campus. I'm from Pikeville, so I went to Pikeville College 122,000 years ago. <laughs> and um, yeah, you know, I'm getting old. But he saw what I did. And he had me come into his office hours one day. And I don't know, those of you who went to college and you've been called into your professor's office, usually it's not good, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, gosh, what have I done? And he looked at me and he said, look, Dwayne, you absolutely can do accounting, uh, but you don't want to. And I'm going to give you some piece of advice from a 40-year-old. And now he's... 70, right? I mean, this is a long time ago. Right. And, and still a friend, by the way. He, this professor oh. is now still a friend. I just saw him for lunch. You know, it's been no, about a year ago, but I saw him about a year ago. And um, he said, my advice is you better do what you want to do in life. And if you know what it is, I can help you get there. Wow. That Yeah, that's a, that's a wow moment. I want you to soak that in. I understand the angel that was in my life who helped me do what I want to do and love it every single day. So I own, um, and I think you know this, but I own a retail shop also, and it's called House. And so people will come in, and it's a pretty store, and we concentrate on flower arrangements, really silk flower arrangements. We have art and lamps and candles and oh my, but really our focus is on uh, flower arrangements. But somebody will come in, and we make something or do a display, and she'll say to me, the client will, or the customer shopping, can I take a picture of that? You know, you know, be respectful and worry that maybe I suppose, oh, can I have that idea? And I will say, absolutely, because I look at it this way. I, again, didn't get this degree. This is something that God gave me. There's just this hopefully natural talent. I hope, I hope at least. This is something I didn't earn. And I feel like when you're privileged with that, it's your job to share that, right? So I'm sharing what God gave me and hoping, again, it goes back to making the world a little bit prettier every day. So there, there's the spiel. How about that? I love it. I um, I had actually meant to ask you when I saw about your accounting degree, what was <laughs> yeah, the story there? Sense, yeah. Because <laughs> it really, you know, that's not usually common. Usually, you know, the really sh- strong um, left brain, right brain usually doesn't go together. So obviously you are 
multi-brained. <laughs> well, we call it bipolar, but there, <laughs> no, don't, I'm not making light of that. But my mind, uh, my mind, yeah. So don't get mad at me. It was, it was a, a silliness. But my mind is almost see like a, a line. Literally, I can visualize it, and my mind can see the pretty, but my mind also sees that the pretty has to have a budget, and there's there's a timeline. And there's accountability. And so, you know, I always go back to you can have anything you want, but can you pay for it, right? Right. Or what's the budget? And so I always look at that and I will say to the client, okay, ultimately, here's the idea. This is pretty. Now, how much can we spend? And it can be a little bit or a lot bit. And that goes back into that accounting background of we have to still ultimately everybody, no matter what, has a budget. And that budget has to be maintained once it's all said and done. So. There you go. Well, that is such a blessing to your clients because my experience with a lot of interior decorators, um, their strong suit has not been the budget. (laughs) So, um, or keeping that in mind. And so I've seen many um, clients um, feel like that they spent more than they anticipated. And so it's wonderful that you're able to comfort your clients with the fact that you can stay within that budget and still you can do the the very most that you can do within that budget. Well, and as you're saying this, I was like, yeah, I, I can do that. But I don't want to portray myself as the best person because let me tell you, I can be flaky and <laughs> I get really busy and I'm like, oh, I forgot to do that. And I'm not a great note taker. And I will say to the client, you know, I can pick it out. I can make it pretty with it. But I said, you have to babysit me a little bit sometimes. <laughs> and because I really do. And so I'm weirdly, weirdly, I'm better work. I work better with personalities or kind of more type A personalities because they're more organized. That's my downfall. I am. I I'm with never, you. <laughs> I will never be organized. I will never be organized. I I don't want to say I give up on it, but I just know that if I'm working with a customer and they're kind of scattered and I'm kind of scattered, this probably will be a disaster. <laughs> so I will have a client reach out. She actually one did this morning. She said, just to remind you, we're out of town this week, but you need to go look at the stain color on the floor to see if it matches the cabinets. And I said, you got it. Thank you. I'll go look at it tonight on my way home. And if you give me that, I'm there. I'll go do it and I'll take care of it. But I'm like, you know, what did I forget to do? Oh, 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 yeah, about seven things today. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. That is my natural bent as well. I've, I've mm. definitely improved tremendously, but it's a fight it's, <laughs> all the way. Yeah, if, if, you're, if it's that's your downfall, it is what, it, and I'm with you. That I, I can't, I'm not going to ever beat up on myself. And I heard that you're giving yourself credit that I'm trying and I'm improving. It may never be perfect, but I ha- I do continually work on it. And, but it is, um, yeah, yeah, there you go. It's, <laughs> it's not easy. That, that's the, that's the whole thing when it's said and done. Oh, well, well we, we all can't be perfect. There. No, well, actually none of us can be. And I finally em- embraced that idea, <laughs> even though I knew you it know? before I didn't practice it, <laughs> at least with See? myself. <laughs> well, and it, it goes back to this whole thing. You, you and I had some conversation about entertaining and parties and the whole vibe and that, and that that's what, what that's what this is about is try to give up on maintaining or trying to get to the perfect part, right? Cause mm-hmm. we're just never going to get there. And when you can let that go, that's when you have your best life. That's how you win. You have your best dinner party. That's how you, when you have your best conversation with somebody that you're just there 
to have a beautiful conversation. And it can be in a beautiful setting or it can be in a really laid back setting. But ultimately, just let it go. When you're having that conversation, they're there to see you and have great fellowship. They're not worrying about, you know, if there's a spider web or cobweb in the corner. And I used to be that person. Like, you know, I didn't, because of what I do and how I see things, I want pretty things. Well, I don't want the pretty thing to be dirty or I don't want it not to be perfect. Right. But at a certain point, I realized you you can't maintain this level of perfection or you're just going to kill over and die, right? And right. you're not in, you're not enjoying this moment. And when you get there, and I don't know if it's age or time or tired or whatever it is, but when you get there, you kind of go, "Oh, this is this is this is a lot better way to see life. This is a this is a better lens once it's all said and done." It is once you let go of that. Let sure. it go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> right. <laughs> so tell me, when you were growing up, did mm-hmm. your family entertain a lot? No. So I grew up, and so I'm from um, Eastern Kentucky. I'm from, I always say I'm from Pikeville just because it's hard for people to understand where I'm from. But right. if, if, if you're from Pikeville, which a lot of people are in Lexington, mm-hmm. or, you know, half, I think half of Lexington is uh, Eastern Kentucky, <laughs> uh, in a good thing. Like, I love that. Sure. So I get to Pikeville, and I'm even further out in the hills, and there's a little place called Grapevine, which is what people call it live there but the technical name the post office name is phyllis and so it's near feds creek and so anybody knows that john's creek i went to feds creek high school so no honey i lived in a holler truthfully in a trailer in a mobile home and ahead of a holler okay and they're they're and i'm the only child and so but there's no room for entertaining the entertaining i suppose was you know you asked me that and the visual was my mom is the oldest of 12 children and i can instantly i saw so many of my aunts and uncles and cousins and they're playing basketball out in the yard on the on the, the, the pavement and there's just this massive picnic and all these people. So that's that's how we entertained. It was it was a paper plate and a red solo cup. Right. But you know what? How how wonderful was that? You know, because we we just kind of don't do that as much as what we should anymore. And so, but when you ask about how did we entertain, there was no China, there was no, you know, fancy stuff. This was, our entertainment was purely love and family driven, which is not too bad. That's not too shabby. That's not too shabby. Of course, that's really, that's exactly what it's supposed to be. Exactly, <laughs> that's, exactly, that. exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. wonderful. Yes, um, that is, I will say, I'm, most people know I'm from Kentucky. I'm in Lexington. And I when I saw your bio, I thought, I have no idea where Phyllis, Kentucky is. Yeah, yeah. Or it's, it's <laughs> except you're of um Lexington. It takes um three hours and almost twenty minutes to get to my parents' house from here. So it is closer to Virginia than not. Uh-huh. Uh, I can be in Virginia in forty minutes or thirty five minutes. So in oh, Pike wow. County is the largest county in Kentucky. So it's a huge county. Plus, you've, it's all mountainous, right? And so you're mm-hmm. meandering all these serpentine roads. And so it's 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 a trek. Beautiful look. And what a blessing to live there. But it's it's a big it's a big county once it's all said and done. So in contrast, like today, you and your wife, how do you all entertain today? Well, first, because she's a school teacher and uh, school teachers work 24 hours a day, uh, right? Mm -hmm. Truthfully, uh, we got to make it easy. So there's there's two really there's two ways of entertaining for us. And the first is 
just this past weekend, we're lucky enough to live. Uh, I live in Bourbon County out uh, on a, a family farm, and um, we live on 130 acres. My father-in-law bought the farm almost 30 years ago at this point, and my my wife has a, a younger sister, and so my father-in-law gave the property he gave some of this property and we each have a house on each side of the property and then um then we have all the farm in between so my mother-in-law lives um almost permanently now in the basement of my sister-in-law's house which is a full walkout basement so it's basically like a small house right Mm -hmm. and then i too had the luxury of finishing the basement of my house uh and it is a Similarish in a way, but not as much light and as much windows. But it's a walkout basement, and so my parents, um, both, we've had some traumatic um, issues this year. And my dad has fallen and broken his femur twice oh, this summer. Uh, oh, it's no. been a long, 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 long summer. So, uh, but he's doing well, thank you, audience. So he's doing rehab at my house, and so they're living with me in the basement for this summer, probably even through fall at least, uh, late fall. But I always look at these opportunities, and my mother-in-law was in town, and she wasn't going back to Pipeville. My parents are here, and I said to her, her name is uh, Dottie, and I said, Dottie, why don't we have breakfast at my house uh, in the basement uh, uh, tomorrow morning? So this was a Friday evening, and last Saturday, we all had breakfast at 8.30 in the morning, and she made biscuits, and my mom made um, apples from the the apples, um, fried apples. I assume you had fried apples. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, but it's from the apples from the farm in the orchard, and I had a contractor coming to deliver something, and I, I called him, and I said, don't go through Hardee's. Don't go get breakfast. We got breakfast <laughs> waiting on you. And lucky you know him. <laughs> yeah, well, lucky him. And, but you know, yes, that's fair. But lucky me, lucky us. Yes, to to have that ability to have that breakfast and gravy and sausage and eggs and homemade biscuits and egg and then family. And it really was as easy as some as saying, "Hey, would you like to have breakfast with us in the morning?" You would. Could you help us out a little bit? Will you bring something? Hey, Ray, I want you to eat with us. A lot of times we just don't stop. And think of other people. Part of entertaining for me is thinking of other people and saying, you know what? I'm going to make a big pot of chili in a couple of days. I'd love to have Wilma and Larry come over. And you just send them a text and say, hey, if you want to, we're going to have some bowls on the kitchen island. And we're going to have the chili on the stove. And uh, if you want to make some grilled cheese, let's have let's have uh, dinner together. And I think we're missing that opportunity. So the part of me about entertaining is that just the thought, the thought of asking somebody to come and break bread with you and sit at your table, you know, again, I go back to I'm more casual than not. So Mm -hmm. in our kitchen, you know, we have some open shelving and that's where it's pretty because of what I do, but there's platters and there's these wonderful old creamy crocs that we've had for 200 years. Oh, wow. Um, Not literally, Christy, but it is. We've had these, you know, at a certain point, we've had these mixing bowls that are crocs for 40 years, 35 years, but we, they're pretty on the shelf, Mm -hmm. but we literally will get them out and we'll dump potato salad in it or we'll dump chips in it or whatever it is, but Mm -hmm. we use what's on display, right? Right. But we actually use it. And then the, you know, we have all white dishes and that's kind of not not typical, but they're just on the shelf and you pull them out. So we've made it very easy to entertain because all you got to do is open one shelf 
and set the plates out in one bowl. And we have this little spinner thing that holds um, silverware that's not hidden in the basement or tucked behind the Tupperware. <laughs> it literally is sitting on the shelf and I can go pick it up. And within 15 minutes, we can be ready for a party. Just add the food. And as part of it is planning it out and making it simple on yourself. So that's one that's that's ultimately how we live and entertain and have parties. And we have a sweet friend that helps clean the house some uh, every week. And uh, by part, well, you don't know, you met my wife. She has some health issues. And so she's getting ready to have double knee replacement surgery. Right. Oh, so no. uh, uh-huh. So that means you're not cleaning and mopping the floors every day because you barely can walk sometimes. Right. But we've got Barb that helps us, but she's also a friend. And so last week, we planned it out, and my mom made soup beans and fried potatoes and cornbread. And then after Barb helped us the house, we again, we sat and we had dinner and had a great conversation. And it goes back to this reoccurring theme. There's people in your lives that are there that love you and support you or are always there. Just say, hey, would you like to have dinner with me? Just use that opportunity to always bring people in your life. And there's this quote once, and this sounds kind of crazy, but it was a Reba McIntyre quote. And you can only imagine that she has all the money and all the people in the world, right? Right. And when she's off tour and she doesn't want people to, you know, she just wants she just wants to have her family and her life, and she doesn't need handlers and people and staff around. She said, you know, I have dinner, and she says, sometimes I'm running late, and I'll just say, you know, I'm just getting the red solo cups out. Which that translates to me is, yeah, don't sweat it so much, right? Right. It's really about having the conversation than it is the moment, right? It's just don't sweat it so much. So that's that's part of my approach. Make it easy on yourself. But ultimately, if you got to get the red solo cup out, that's what you got to do. And then the other, I think, life lesson I learned that I had heard an interview, and it was um, polar opposite, but it was Julia Childs. And, you know, and she's just known for her parties and cooking and entertaining. But she said many times she purposely didn't have the meals completed, that there were still layers or processes to be done because she wanted to welcome her friends and family into her kitchen and have them be part of the process. And when you're intimate in a kitchen and cooking and cutting, you're you're invested in that. And there's nothing better than that, right? Nothing better than that. Yes, and they so very much safety, feel a part of right? it. So if the mashed potatoes are still in the pot and they're not finished when somebody shows up, I say, hey, can you make me the mashed potatoes? Right. That's OK, too. That's not a that's not a deal breaker. Absolutely. Just, Some people really want something to do, actually, because yeah, they're a little they nervous. Do, about... They really do. They really do. <laughs> they do. OK. What's your do you have a secret to mashed potatoes, by the way? Is there any secret thing that you do? Um. Well, I will say. It's been a long time since I've made made them. Um, oh. Usually, I'm not the mashed potato maker, but when I was, I'm judging you right now. I'm it's not my right. favorite thing to make. I'll tell you that because how come pe- peeling the potatoes, okay. just the the different steps. It's it just I would rather do something else. <laughs> like it cooks, you know, other dishes for some reason. Peeling doesn't seem super fun to me, but I will say when I used to make them a lot more often, I would use cream cheese in them just a little bit and yes it did make them very very good but i know you must have you must well have i do that you know i've set this up for yeah. it, it goes like <laughs> story my my parents had an older couple that befriended them and my parents grew up in a pretty um difficult 
family life. Neither of them came from much, and it was a difficult life. And so they had this older couple that gave them guidance, and they were, you know, brought them into church, and they were very sweet to them. And they've long since passed, and and their names were Homer and Jetty. Isn't that the best names? Yes. Homer and Jetty. And Homer and Jetty. And we would go, actually, and stay at their house overnight for a weekend or something. Mm -hmm. But uh, Jetty would always, and she lived in this little double-wide mobile home. And this kitchen was like a little galley kitchen. But the food that she would prepare in this minimal space, you know, I'm just a kid. I'm just an eight-year-old, 10-year-old kid. I remember her cooking this food and stuff. And what I always say, whatever she stuck her finger in tasted a lot better. But she would <laughs> always go say, I'm going to go make um, Dwayne's mashed potatoes. And what that meant was she would, you know, milk and butter and the kind of the, the probably sauerkraut, I don't know, milk and butter for sure and salt. But she'd always take a dollop of mayonnaise and just throw that mayonnaise in there. Oh. And that's our little, yeah, yeah. Just throw you a little bit of mayonnaise in there, spoonful. It ain't going to hurt it. It ain't going to hurt it. Right. And that's my little secret. And that, every time I do that, it's, it's an act of love. I get choked up because I think of Jetty and her love of mashed potatoes <laughs> and that little mayonnaise and go, and that, you know, again, it goes back to what I was saying about the person in the kitchen and being that moment. If I didn't know that, that little act of love, and it reminds me of her, and she's been, she passed away 25 years ago, but her beautiful memory still with me because of food and entertaining and opening her house up to us. I love that. That is such a sweet, sweet story. And, you know, the fact that we are now, you know, it's a lot of us are able to have larger homes than now than a long time ago. I know a lot of people, you know, even wealthy people had smaller homes than they really do now. We just keep expanding the house, it seems like. But those, you know, because it was a smaller area, you saw that. You saw her do that. And I feel like sometimes we miss out because the little ones aren't watching us know what the little traditions like that, because yeah, now they're yeah, it's, it's, spread I out. Pretty, pretty adamant because of, I mean, so many people's lives and as a designer, you know, I'm different and I'm I'm literally going into, I don't know, 10 people's homes a week, right? I'm physically mm-hmm. in your house and I'm seeing how you live. And, what I learned from that is we're again, we're all struggling. We're all trying to get there. We're all trying to do our best. But I did also learn from that. And I saw all these parents with their small children and they're going to they're going to soccer, to karate, to baseball, to football, all this stuff, which is all wonderful. But there was never any family life. It was how many chicken nuggets can I eat in the car this week? Right. Right. And. Kathy and I talked about it, and we said, we don't want to live that life. That is not who we are. So we worked with the kids, and you pick a sport. We will be there to support you to the very end. We'll be the obnoxious parents that will be there at every event. But we're not going to do everything. We're not going to pick 52 different sports because one of the things that we made it important was a couple of days a week. I don't want to portray it as if, you know, this utopian family, because that's far from it, because we, we love us some good fast food too. But we made it a point that there was a couple of times a week that we sat down at the table and looked at each other and put the phones down and had a conversation of how has your week been? What are you learning? What are you doing? What's good or what's bad? And you don't get that kind of exchange with your children in particular, especially teenage years, they don't want to even look at you, but <laughs> right? Uh, right. You don't get that kind of exchange unless you physically are at that moment. And 
we, you know, we are basically, you know, a 23 year old, a 20 year old, we basically rate, we're raised, we're done for the most part. And, and, and they have flourished and they're, I think, great kids. And part of our was because we insisted on being a family. I'll get, I'll say it that way. Right. right. So again, if you can only do it every Sunday night, do that. It really is an encouragement of, it goes back to who you are and what your podcast is about. And it's about hosting. It's really about connecting with people once it's all said and we got to connect with our families obviously once it's first and foremost first and foremost exactly absolutely well said well said yeah well i have been to your beautiful store but i i know most of our listeners have not can you describe your style like decor wise so they can kind of get a picture of it Hmm. Okay. Let's see if I what my take on it is. And I wonder what your take would be. Okay. Uh I see it as traditional. Uh now design is going toward that whole terminology, transitional, traditional. And so we'll have some modern stuff in here. I, I'll say it this way. I love living in a big old colonial box, but now I'll, I'll just I love to throw in modern artwork on top of it. So my wife will look at it and she'll say, Well, what is that picture? You know, she'll I said, Well, what do you want it to be? And she said, I don't know. I just see a bunch of squiggles. I don't know what that is. <laughs> and so, you know, so porcelain lamps, traditional, those kind of layers, mahogany furniture, club chairs. That's the background. So what we sell, though, are the lamps, the artwork, and the things that sit in your bookcases. You know, right now, blue and white porcelain, this um, design thing called chinoiserie, mm-hmm. uh, which is um, all that blue and white porcelain and kind of preppy stuff. And all chinoiserie is, it sounds like a big fancy or looks like this massive word. I looked it up once, and it is um, a French word, and it means to be Chinese-like, is all that means, <laughs> right? All it means, right? Right to the point. And, 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 that, and yeah, it, it works. And so stores divided into kind of two quads right now, two looks, and one's a little bit more casual and it's got black and whites and, and also kind of mixed in modern. The other side is blue and white porcelain that might have some hot pink thrown into it or a little soft blue thrown into it. But ultimately, I keep coming back to the store really is these bins and bins and bins of silk flowers and we have um an online presence i'm not gonna do my little plug house Please by do. jsd yeah house by jsd.com you go check it out you'll kind of have a better understanding and also that has pictures are of the store and portfolio and stuff like that but i truly do believe this that the silk flowers that we sell which again is, is kind of our concentration is you be hard pressed sometimes to not know they're real and the best compliment was uh, you know, succulents um, have been really popular for the last couple of years. They're starting to wane, and it's not as popular as it was a few years ago, but they're still popular. And we had this pre-made, something I didn't even make, or we have employees also make flower arrangements, pre-made little flower arrangement, like a little clay pot, and it had these little succulents in it. So the, the the customer bought it, and then a few weeks later, she came back, and I had checked her out the first time, and they all here I am checking her out the second time, and she's buying a second one. And she said, yeah, she said the, the cleaning lady thought it was real, oh. and she watered it and ruined it. And I was like... In the loose as a ways, that was the best backhanded compliment I could get because oh, that tells you gosh. how realistic these things have become. And if you look at them, it really is pretty darned amazing how good they are. And so when when we started the online thing, we had a little bit of presence pre-COVID, but you know, COVID for all of us, at least in the retail business and things are still changing. 
it changed the rules for us. And so we were we were looking at, okay, I've done this for 30 years and we've got to close our doors because we're in the, the middle of a pandemic. What's going to happen? Am I going to lose? Truthfully, the fear was, am I going to lose everything? Because you just didn't know. Right. Right? People, it's, it's hard sure. to remember a couple of years ago, but it really was at a moment of this is, has the potential of it's taken 30 years to get here and we don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. So I have two business partners and the one business partner, um, younger and really astute with computer. He, he was maintaining our, our website that was doing okay. Well, he took it and blew it up and took it to a different level. Wow. And uh, it is absolutely amazing. So the storefront is doing very well, but the online, so I guess we're now about, what, four years into it? Well, I don't remember when the pandemic hit, three or four years into it. By the end of the year, the online store will surpass the retail brick and mortar out front. That is incredible. It is incredible. And I knock on wood and what... Again, what a blessing and God's taking care of us and it's hard work. And my business partner, Jeremy, give him all the credit in the world. He does everything and he's overwhelmed, but he is a blessing. But it also does tell you that's kind of the direction that retail is going. As much as people don't want to hear that, um, you, you as, as some of this done as well, you're seeing less and less foot traffic and more and more online traffic. And that's just good or bad. I'm not judging that. I'm just telling you that's just what's happening. The numbers, right. again, it goes back to the accounting part of it. The numbers tell you what's happening. You don't have to wonder or guess. This this tells you everything. So that, that so, but luckily for us, not every person has that luxury of having uh, an online store or know what, how, or having a business partner that knows how to do that. And luckily I do. Um, so that's 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 where we are at this minute that's that's what the store is all about is but i i still am a touchy-feely person and so to have the store in lexington and have this luxury to come and look at it and feel it and touch it it's, it's pretty good it's a pretty good store so now what what was your take on the store well i was definitely traditional but i just the, what always came to mind is like earthy mm-hmm. and natural which i think that's just because of all of the the flowers and the um, organic material to create these flower um, masterpieces. <laughs> that's, that's what always st- stands that, out in my that, mind. That's, that's for me. That's exactly what I want to hear. That's the best compliment. That's Good. the best compliment. Yeah. That, so, no, that is, you know, you, you see yourself and your visions and stuff in one way, but the truth is what do what's the truth and what does everybody see it as and what you just, it's like, if that's how you see it, Look, that's an A plus for me. I love that. Absolutely love that. Well, I'm glad to hear that gave the right answer. <laughs> yeah, right answer. You get an A, you get an A, and you get an A. <laughs> I am really curious about these because I keep seeing them everywhere. On I, I get, you know, how the algorithms are on Instagram. Once you really look at something, then you keep seeing it for two months. But these real touch flowers, um, yes. I've, can you? Tell people about them. It seems like they are really, I know you've been dealing with them for, you know, way longer than, but it seems like that's really, really coming to be popular right now. So can you tell our listeners what exactly that means and how you use them? So the best one that came to mind is a hydrangea. So you used to buy a silk hydrangea and now the ones that we've been selling for a couple of years, again, the most beautiful white or blue or 
pinky blushy color and you look at them and they look real, right? Mm -hmm. But they touch them and it feels like a piece of cheap silk or cheap, right? It it doesn't, it just feels like an artificial flower arrangement. Well, now they look real, but when you touch them, they literally, I don't know how they do it. (laughs) It literally feels as if you're touching a hydrangea. So incredible. There's something, is there something that's almost like, like a piece of stone or piece of marble where you can, you know, a manufactured stone is never going to be the same as marble, right? Because with marble, sure. you can see the underlying elements. There's this depth to it. Right. So now that they've made this real touch, the flower looks real, but there's even just a little different level of depth color-wise. But then you go to touch it and you go, that's incredible. And so the positive, so real touch flowers have been around for a number of years, but they were really truly cost prohibitive that, you know, okay. you would buy one stem and there'd be one flower, be $20. Well, you know, you who's going to spend $20 on one flower, right? Right. And um, so real touch, as things have progressed, you can get that same real touch. Now, it still may be $12 or $13, but that's better than $20. Yes. Uh, and I don't know if it'll get cheaper than that. It's probably about the, as good as it gets. But what's happening is they're perfecting it more and it's, it's more out there because it's a more palatable price point once it's all said and done. And so they're just more improved and improved. And so we've got um, this one flower and it's called a rinoculus, which is like a little small little button flower. It's kind of a little English flower. And yes. we've got those in in real touch. And we, uh, these most beautiful hydrangeas, I don't really know this, beautiful hydrangeas. And we've got some others. We're just starting to get more and more into it because of the price point but it's coming it is coming that many of the flowers you're going to be able to buy are going to be somewhat affordable i can say that because real touch is always going to be more expensive than just regular silk flowers because of the manufacturing process but it's coming and they truly are from my perspective who's done this for 30 plus years who we used to do a lot of weddings and parties and stuff i used to work with fresh flowers i know flowers it is hard pressed to know that they're not real. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Wow. Technology is amazing. It is. It really is. Even in the world of beauty. <laughs> so in the world exciting of exciting time. Now, tell me about how you might use this sort of thing for if you were decorating a table. Like where like people that are trying to um, decorate for like a dinner party. Where okay. would you start? the process let's, let's let's set a dinner table and we're going to have the fancy party tonight we're going to pull okay. out all the stuff right Fun. so in our, our formal dining room we have a, a round table okay and that mm-hmm. was a purposeful decision i didn't want somebody to be uh on the captain's chairs on the end right i sure. wanted to be in the round because i wanted everybody to be equal and have this conversation so i started with that concept and we have a um, so we have this formal mahogany round table, but the table the chairs that sit around it are distressed pine that have linen on it, very casual. And then behind that is a black hutch that's beat up and kind of distressed, and it's got all the dishes on it. Again, it's an open shelving. So what I did a thousand years ago is I used to go to estate auctions and, you know, bought older things and I bought all these white dishes with a little gold ring on them. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'd buy these plates and they might be a dollar each. And some of them were fine China 
And some of them might have a little scratch on them. Some of the gold might be rubbed off. Um, some of them, I even found once I had like they were beautiful monogrammed in all gold with a little gold rim on. Them. So we probably have a hundred and hundred at least gold plates, and none of them cost over two dollars. Okay. Wow. So I, yeah. So fun pretty, collecting those. <laughs> it, it is fun collecting it. And the thing is, if, you know, somebody worries about their China, we're like, well, somebody breaks this. It was a dollar. Who cares? Right. right? Who cares? I've got another. I've or got another. A hundred right? others. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's fun thing of you go to, I don't do it often because I got enough stuff at this point. I don't need to buy another thing ever. Uh, but it was fun collecting at the time. But now you get to use it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take this fine, <laughs> formal China and put it in the middle of the table. And we're going to do a um, ball setting, for example. And so I've got this willow container that has a glass jar that says since I, that um, it's more casual, right? So I'm mixing mm-hmm. casual and formal all together. Now I'm going to come in the store and I'm going to get these blushy colored real touch hydrangeas. And I'm going to mix in these cranberry colored artificial maple leaves that we sell. And we sell the bittersweet. I'm going to add some our sweet bittersweet to give us some height to it. And I'm going to put some, we sell this artificial lamb's ear. So the idea I always equated to, I'm, I'm, um, I'm pretending that Martha lives on the farm and she's going around cutting stuff and she's just gathered these things and kind of just stuck it in there. I'm doing it, you know, she has the real people and real flowers. I'm doing it in the silk version. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally hydrangeas and bittersweets and lamb's ear. And it literally is just stuck in the space in a very casual way. These are all artificial that look real. And then uh, the thing that people always underestimate is the value of candlelight, right? Yes. Tea lights and those little tall, skinny, cylinder candles that don't cost very much. And, uh, you know, I always try to put everything inside of a, it's contained not just a, um, a candlestick with a, a um, what is it, a taper candle? Yes. Because, you know, you have to worry about that. And if you walk away from it, you don't want to burn the house down. Well, right. I always use pillar candles and put them inside of things. And so uh, just fill your table up with this one arrangement with this gathered bouquet of things, artificial things that you did. It was very casual with this formal place setting with all these candles that are lit and kind of peppered throughout you literally walk into somebody's front door and you see that moment. It takes you to a special place. And that's how I see entertainment. It's always goes back to what we've talked about before. I always go back to, I want it to be approachable and casual once it's all said and done, even though I might be eating off of fine China once it's all said and done, it's there's still a casualness to it. And I had this sweet, sweet story. Once I had a, an older client, they had, Grew up, uh, he and his wife had grown up in um, Kentucky, but they had moved and lived in California the majority of their life. So they came back in, I think, later 60s, and they were building this really substantial house uh, out in Versailles, a just beautiful house. And uh, I was talking to him once, and he was sharing the story that he had an uncle who had made had done very well for himself and literally lived on Fifth Avenue in, in um, Florida, in Fifth Avenue in uh, New York. And they went went up to visit once, you know, and they were used to eating what he called grub, which is, you know, very country food, whatever you raise in your <laughs> garden. So they're, they're sitting in this palatial estate apartment on Fifth Avenue and all the foods come being served out. And they have the most fine china and the most fine, uh, beautiful, highly polished silver. And they open it up and they open up the chafing dishes and it's collard greens and soup beans. Awesome. 
right? <laughs> yes. That's how you do it. You feed your soul with, doesn't have to be fancy always, but sometimes that presentation, it does a whole lot. It does everything. Yes, <laughs> it does. I love that. And it's unexpected. I always think that whatever little thing you can do that's unexpected when you're having guests over is kind of like what makes it more memorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've run the gamut of eating chili that's sitting in the pot on the stove and you go help yourself mm-hmm. to the gamut of now um, eating collard greens out of uh, sterling silver. <laughs> but hopefully what you and I and all of us get from this, it doesn't matter the approach. It's just the matters. It goes back to just do it. Like you said, you know, some homes are, you know, larger and we have all this and we have all these spaces, but yet we don't have anybody there, right? We've got it all pretty up. Open your door. What a beautiful luxury to have this privilege. Share it with your friends and family and say, hey, come, come, come with me. Let, let's let's have dinner tonight. Yes, that's what it's for. <laughs> that's what our homes are for. Well, one question that I I feel like you are summing up right now, actually, that I do ask everyone though is what does hospitality really mean to you? Can I can I tell it through another story? Absolutely. Okay. So, and I'm not going to bring politics into this, but I have to bring it into it in the loosest of ways. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, you know that in the last couple of years, this country is feeling very divided in, 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 in politics, and it's difficult to have these conversations. And so, you have to stay away from certain topics, right? Mm-hmm. Or it just, it just isn't approachable. So, with that said... I was working on a new project and I had this gentleman who's building a new house and I went to his house and he had a political sign out, out front of his yard. Okay. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Whatever. And then I walk in and he has a badge on and it's, and he was voting for this guy and I kind of laughed in my head. I didn't say anything. I was like, Oh, you can leave that yard sign, but you can't leave that badge. This guy's all in. <laughs> and um, So I started talking to him and he's wanting me to help him pick out paint colors and faucets and door handles and all kinds of stuff. And uh, he had moved from Lexington and he went to Howard University and became an economist and did very well. And his wife had passed away a couple of years ago from cancer. And he said to me, I've come to build this house and I've come back home to Kentucky to heal. Oh, and, you know, instantly when some man is that beautiful and that raw, you have to like that heart. Right. Yes. So we, we get into it. And so worked with him. We were picking things out and um, you know, worked with him a couple months. And it was the Wednesday before Easter. And I saw him and I said, well, what are you going to do for Easter? And the, the backstory is, you know, his wife passed away. He did not have children. And much of his family, he, he moved away 40 years ago, much of his family passed away. So he really didn't have a lot of network of people in his life in Kentucky, right? right. He, he, he would establish it, but at that minute, he hadn't been here very long. Mm-hmm. So he said, I'm going to go to church. And he said, I'll just come out here to the house and kind of roam around. And that told me he didn't have a, um, a plate to land at. He didn't have a table to go to for Easter. Yes. Right. And I heard that, heard my heart. And so I went home to Kathy and I said, Hey, if, hey, if I invite somebody, and she kind of said to me, she said, who are you dragging in here? And I said, no, 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 right? No, this is legit. He's a really, really kind person. And I don't tell her every person I work with in every story, but I then had to explain what was happening. She said, well, of course, of course, somebody. And he came and we absolutely had the best dinner with friends and family. 
And it was just that beautiful moment. And it really is this ability, again, I go back to this broken record. If you see a need or you see a person or you think to somebody, just ask them. You'll you'll be surprised that they, they just might say yes. And so that hospitality to me is really the act of just asking somebody, hey, would you like to be part of my family tonight? Would you like to be part of eating here? So hospitality can be casual, it can be formal, but hospitality to me is just opening the door to say, will you be here with us? That's hospitality first for me. Yes. And that is such a beautiful, beautiful story. And bless you for asking your wife first before. Oh, no, 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 no. I I had this, um, I was working on a project just two weeks ago and it's a younger, well, they're early thirties and both are getting married for the first time. And I was at my client's house and this couple are getting married at my client's house. It's, It's how to explain this? It is my client's daughter getting married at her parents' house, and so the son-in-law to be right. This is on a Friday. They get married on Saturday, and uh, Will, the son-in-law to be, he says something, and I said, "Will, brother," I said, first time to get married." Yes, sir. And I said, "I don't know if you know this, but I'm going to give you some advice, and here it is. This will be the best advice I give it. You learn in life just to say yes, dear." And everything else will be fine. <laughs> I love that. You need to have a little talk with my husband. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, look. Now, I didn't say I don't go do what I want after. Just don't pay attention. But at least I just say, yes, dear. <laughs> and I mean it. that. I mean that. I mean it. I really do. I what a blessing. What a blessing. Well, another question that I always like to ask everyone is, do you have a story for us of a time that where things didn't go exactly as planned? Oh, gosh. What didn't go planned? Uh, I told you I've, I've been OCD and I kind of un-OCD'd at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the one that pops in my head. I had my son graduating from college a few years ago, and Kathy had ordered uh, for my sweet, sweet friend, uh, Martine, this most beautiful graduation cake. And at the time, I was dog-sitting for a client of mine. She had Marco, the standard-sized poodle. And Marco snout basically was the height of our kitchen counter, right? Tall dog, beautiful, sweet dog. Uh, But but he happened to be at our house during all this mayhem because she had to go out of town and expect it. And so I said, sure, I'll keep Marco for a couple of days, not realizing, oh, wait, I should probably not have done that. But (laughs) I did. I did. And uh, so I was wise enough to see the birthday cake because we're going to go down, you know, we have to go to UK and we're all through all that. So we're going to be gone for hours. and We've got Marco. So I take the cake and I sit it on top of the uh washer in the laundry room and close the door and uh, you know we have those stackable and so it's really tall so there's no way in the world this dog is going to get to this cake so we're getting ready to leave and my mom for whatever reason uh isn't feeling well and she said she had knee replacement surgery and she said i just can't make it she said i really want to go she said i just can't i gotta stay home and it's like okay so few hours later, many hours later, we get home and we're going to have cake and the party and people are literally coming. You know, I've now drove from um, Lexington back into Paris and I live 30 minutes outside of Lexington, way out in the country. I passed bakeries. I passed the Walmart. Here's the reason. You say, well, why do you already have a cake? Well, reason mom decided she's feeling better and she's going to help and she goes to wash clothes. And she turns the washer off uh, on, and somehow this cake 
wiggles off oh. and falls in the floor behind the mm-hmm, behind the oh, washer. Oh no! And then she doesn't realize it, and Marco eats half of it. Oh. Yeah, and a lot of sugar and a lot of bread, and Marco <laughs> and the dog oh. start to do the magic of what happened. Oh gosh! Yeah, yeah. So we go into a very sick dog and no cake for the party. And oh. uh, yeah, that's that was graduation party day. Yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh! <laughs> I just thought this was going to be about the cake, and I no, was... no. I wish you were more than just that, but yeah, well, we had a sick dog too. So <laughs> oh, and I've got to say, any if. If you live in Lexington, you know that it's heartbreaking the thought of any cake from Martine's falling on the mm, floor because yeah, yeah. they're Everybody just beautiful and delicious. Yeah. That was not a cheap cake for it to fall on the floor for the no. dog. Yeah. No, Mm-mm. but they are well worth it. Oh, gosh. They, they, no, I'm, I, no, there's no judgment there. It's just, oh, yeah. It, it, of course. It, it wasn't a, a five-dollar cake, so there you go. Yeah. Oh, poor Marco, <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, but Marco had a good time. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, well, that leads us to our speed round. Are you ready for a few uh, questions? I'm ready, honey. Throw it uh, at me. Okay. What's your all-time favorite food? Mm. My wife's um, oh, my wife's chicken and dumplings. Oh. My wife's chicken and dumplings. Yeah. What a compliment. Well, her grandmother's recipe and a beautiful story behind that for another day. Okay. Yeah, there's, again, there's love and history and story behind that one, but uh, chicken and oh. dumplings. Yeah. Are there any foods you hate? I hate peas. I hate everything about peas. I hate Lana, her ugly cousin. Uh, <laughs> yes. So peas, you just just make them. I can't even stand the smell of a pea. So yes, uh, peas. Yes. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Mm, well, we're, we're, we we are. It's going to happen. And uh, we're going to Paris, France and Europe. We're going to go to Europe. Wonderful. I, I, I want to go lots of places, but this is on our bucket list. And because of some health related issues, it's been postponed and postponed and postponed. I call it the up. You know, it's a little uh, couple in the movie up where right. they don't get to go. I call it the our up moment. The money's sitting there. We're going to do it. So we're going to hit Paris and Europe wide open, but Paris is the first place that instantly we have this beautiful collection of little Eiffel Towers, and it goes back to Martine's going to get the plug of the day. (laughs) Martine is from uh, France, anybody that knows her, and lovely, and so I knew she was going back, and I said, bring me back a little Eiffel Tower, and she did. And one of my clients was going to Paris, and she brought me, she said, I bought you the gaudiest, ugliest Eiffel Tower, (laughs) and I now have this collection of, I don't know, 20-plus Eiffel Towers, and it kind of sits in a little shelf in the display. And again, it's this beautiful little memory, but it also is a reminder of we're going to get there. We're going, we're going to go, we're going to go. That's exciting. I can't, I can't wait to hear about it when you do. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Do you have a favorite holiday to decorate for? Really? Or just fall. a favorite holiday? Okay. Uh, really fall. Fall is better for me I, because I think... It goes back to because of where we live and living in the bluegrass. And boy, have we been lucky this fall. How beautiful. Yes. It's been dry, but beautiful day after day after day. It has. And I purposely open that sunroof and I purposely drive Paris Pike and I purposely see the horses in, in the rock wall and think what a blessing it is to live here. So fall for me and the pumpkins and we have, you know, the quinoa meat and we have, uh, you know, the solder and the pumpkins, that for me is fall is absolutely from, it really is it uh, once it's all said and done. I love fall. I love fall in Kentucky. I love fall in Kentucky. It is a beautiful time mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Now, do you have a favorite cookbook? I'm not even aware if you like to cook, but that's one of the questions that I always ask. Uh, No, actually, I don't. We have probably 200 cookbooks in our house. I I do cook a little. I'm really not a good cook. I have to say that. I've I've probably got 10 things down, but I really... No. Okay. (laughs) like that answer? No. Yes. No. (laughs) I love that. Truthful answers. They're just aimed for us to get to know you better. So we learned you don't like to cook. Perfect. (laughs) No, no, that's not fair. I'm okay at cooking. It's just... um, Mm, I, my personality is I'm not good at sitting down and looking at something. So obviously, you know, I'm not going to read a book because I never did never sit down. <laughs> so a cookbook's like sitting and reading to me. So if I want to figure out how to make the best loaded baked potato salad, I'm just going to sit mm-hmm. on my phone and just Google it and bring it up. Or right. uh, I'm, you know, at one time, uh, my kids are both randomly vegetarians. And so that makes it a little challenging. And so I figured out how um, bean dip. You know, everybody knows I'm like, well, I didn't know how to make it. And it's the easiest thing in the world, but I just sat and Googled it. And so if I'm sitting there hungry and my uh, stomach's uh, uh, telling me something, I'll just like, oh, that sounds good. And I'll, I'll Google it. And, and that's how. Um, have you ever heard of Mississippi pot roast? No. Okay. You, your audience, all you got to do is just, just look it up online. Mississippi okay. pot roast. It is that good. Oh. It is that easy, and it's a crock pot. Oh, even better. I'm telling you, it is that good. It is that good. Just look it up, folks. I will. run on roast this week. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love, yeah, I love it when you can make something so delicious, but not like put all the work in at the front oh. end and it be ready by the time you get home. Well, let's just say it ain't healthy. It starts with the stick of butter. Oh. Oh. Then you know it's, it's going to be good. But it's that good. It's that good. I'm just. I'm going to leave it at that. You. I can't you wait. Have, you, you have. It's perfect weather for roast anyway. You mm-hmm. go make that pot roast in the next couple of weeks. I think. I think you'll love me a little bit more. Oh, I bet I will. I know. I'm definitely <laughs> going to make it. I can't wait to try it. Well, this has been super fun, Dwayne. Getting to know you Thank better. You. Thank you. We've had fun. We've had fun. Yes, we. I have had the best time. And before we go, why don't you remind everybody? where um, what your website is and where they can find you on social media. Absolutely. So the the store website is house H O U S E B Y the letters J S D dot com. House by J S D dot com. And that kind of can tell you everything. And then we have a brick and mortar front and we're in Lexington and it's eleven forty eight Industry Road. And where Greens Toyota is, anybody that's a, a local resident, if they know where Greens is, that kind of will guide you a little bit. And then you can follow me. Uh, you can Google me. I I do uh, Facebook. And my Facebook is some about family, but it really is mostly about work and posting things I do and all that kind of stuff. And um, it's Dwayne Anderson. How, how do you find anybody on Facebook? I, other than just my name, because I really don't know. Christy, how to do that. My, my, uh, how you spell my name is D-W-A-Y-N-E, last name Anderson. Is you just have to type that in and can you find somebody that way? Yeah, there's a search. There's a search button. Okay. Well, that, that tells you how old I am and I, I don't know <laughs> what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, and you can follow me and because um, I um, try to post at least a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of different times a week, a project I'm working on or something I've made for somebody and kind of inspire you a little bit um, to show you what, what I'm working on. Fun. So now is that your personal account? That's the personal. That's okay. the personal. I wanted yes. to make sure. Yeah. I'm not allowed to touch the store um, Facebook. <laughs> but if 
a long, <laughs> ugly, complicated story behind that. So, no. Oh, well, I just figured <laughs> so if you don't know how to if you don't know how to search something on Facebook, you probably yeah, shouldn't be posting yeah. much on, yeah. on the on the business ooh, one. Ooh, that sounded that sounded kind of ugly, Christy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> maybe we should cut that. Maybe not, maybe, not, maybe, maybe just a little truthful. Maybe we're just a little truthful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might look. At, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't, you know, we're doing this Zoom today. I've never done a Zoom before. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy had to get me all set up. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. So oh. there, there's there's your truth of the story right there. <laughs> well, please thank Jeremy for me. I, will <laughs> I appreciate do that. it. Yes. <laughs> As mama would say, bless his heart. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for taking the time to be here and letting our listeners kind of get your vision of entertaining and how to decorate their house and their home. I will say thank you for this beautiful opportunity, Kristen. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review it on your podcast app. It would mean the world to me. If you need links for anything mentioned during this episode, head over to happyhostesscollective.com and you'll find them in the show notes. A new episode comes out every Tuesday, and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have a great week.